You're listening to About My Father's Business, presented by Iron Wifey. Without further ado, here's your host, the Iron Wifey herself, Michaela. Hello, loves, and welcome back to another episode. Now, my guest today is a woman who has truly had a huge impact on my life. From our years in college to her becoming uh, one of my mentors to growing up to where we are today and watching her journey with God, I am extremely proud of her growth and I am extremely proud to be a great friend of hers and to share her story with you. Now, she is a businesswoman, she is also in ministry, she is also an amazing YouTuber. Um, And she has a story that really summarizes what it means to be a storyteller for God and walking in your God-given gifts. We talk about spiritual gifting. We talk about obedience. We talk about not being hypocritical Christians and really just walking in your, your boldness in Christ. And so I can't wait for you to meet our guest today. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Shaughnessy Dunn. Thank you for having me, Michaela. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm so excited. And we're going to jump right in. So I want to take you back to 2013. Okay. I am an intern at Home TV. I'm <laughs> sitting in this editing room and in walks this Black woman. Her hair is beautiful. Her makeup is on point. She's carrying this gigantic tripod, this really heavy camera, and She's rushing into the studio to offload footage to go to her very next shoot. Our program leader introduces me to you and is like, Michaela, meet Shaughnessy. You're shadowing her for today. And literally you tell me, great, grab a bag. We're going to a fashion show. (laughs) I remember that now. Oh my gosh. That's good. Yes. Wow. 2013 was my first encounter with you. I was in awe because I'm like, what I think that was my sophomore year Mm -hmm. and literally I had no idea what was going on it was my first shoot and I was able to literally watch you work at this Greek fashion show and you were like hosting it like you were teaching me how to use the camera how to go back and edit how to offload footage how to talk to people and it was literally one of the first experiences in journalism that I had in college that's awesome wow Wow, I would yes. definitely forgot about that, but I'm so <laughs> glad you remember because it's like wow, like you kind of can forget like you know the things that you've done. So thank you for that. That means a lot to me. Yes, well, you mean a lot to me, and I realized in that shoot that whatever it is that you did, I wanted to do something similar. So I want to know at what point in your life did you realize that God had blessed you with the gift of storytelling? Um, actually, even though you seen it in me, I didn't truly realize I had a gift of storytelling until maybe like three years ago. Really? I'm still like figuring that out. So I don't think I've come to a point of like, I'm arriving or like feeling like I'm this person or labeled as this, you know, I'm just that good. Um, I think that just over time, realizing the potential that I have and kind of looking at what I've produced, I've gotten confidence in it, but I don't think there was like an aha moment. It was just like, oh, I guess too, it was when I started doing things for other people because when I did my own stuff, Mm, you know, it was cool. But when I started doing things for like, um, our ministry, Um, and started doing things for other people it was when I started telling other people's stories and when I started helping other people to um, take their vision and actually make a product out of it that's when I was like oh maybe I can do this or maybe I have some type of skill set here so it definitely took a while to to be confident in it and realize it but I would say maybe like three years ago Wow. So three years ago puts us at uh, 2016-ish. So it's amazing how you say three years ago because, you know, from when I met you in 2013 and to jump ahead, you know, a little bit to 2015, you produced your short film. Like you created a film. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, (laughs) 
this is before you realize you're good with storytelling and you literally have this vision to write and produce and edit and film your own film. Can you take me through where that vision came from? Okay, so around that time is, I guess I've always like known God, you mm -hmm. know, um, like through like secondhand experiences, like, you know, my grandmother and, you know, I was like the type that said a quick little prayer before bed and like when I wanted something. So around the time when I started writing that um, script, I had just really got saved for real. Like I really started knowing God. Yes, and you had your, uh, your catechism. Yep. So yeah. And I was taking catechism. And so actually during that time when I did that film, I was in film school here. Um, so that was a part of one of my um, like finals, but I wanted to do everything to like glorify God. So I was at that point where like everything was like God. <laughs> so so um, I wanted that script to kind of, it in retrospect, the script was like a mirror of my life kind of. Okay. And so I was really just pulling from experiences and kind of like making a cautionary tale for other people kind of like so that they wouldn't go down the same path that I've done or wouldn't get caught in the same traps that I did. So I didn't look at it as storytelling then, even though it okay. literally was the definition of storytelling, I was just looking at it as more of like a testimony and okay. that's storytelling in itself as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know, like just creating that, it meant a lot. And one thing I will say too, is that we're, taught to just constantly produce 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 like we're mm -hmm. producing social media content whether you realize it or not a selfie is social media content you're mm -hmm. you're being creative so we're constantly producing and just even talking to you is just a testament that you really have to stop and look back at what you've done to give yourself the credit and the confidence that you need you know mm -hmm. to move forward so you you know, calling me a storyteller, even then, I'm like, girl, what? I was not <laughs> oh, wow, I really was. And all of those creative, um, creative products came from me really just wanting to use my gifts to be a blessing to other people. Mm, amen. Yeah. <laughs> amen. So we go from journalism student to film student, but I really want to take it all the way back and kind of start from the beginning. Um, I believe that as you were talking about gifts and like using your gifts and producing in your gifts, I believe that God gives us gifts as children and as children, we know what it is we're meant to do. And so at what age did you realize the gifts that God had given you? Mm, that's a hard question. So when I was like, when I was younger, mm -hmm. I like really younger, like little, I used to write songs to God. Like I used to write songs and I never really thought much about it. Um, but looking back at like all of the things that I have done, the underlying motive was just to be, um, I guess, pleasing to God at the okay. end of the um, so I didn't really realize the gifts that guy gave me. All I knew, like when I went to Michigan State for school, I went into broadcasting because my mom and dad were telling me that I would be good at it because I had a voice. Like, you know, I knew how to articulate myself. I knew how to speak and I wasn't afraid to get on camera, but I didn't necessarily know if that was for me. And that's why I ultimately didn't end up going down the path of reporting because I later on was like, I'm I'm close, but this is not it. So um, it took me a long time to really realize um, the gifts that God gave me and really how to use them. And I'm still figuring that out. I would, I would be a liar if I just told you like I knew it from the beginning because I'm still asking God to help me to put all of these different gifts and abilities together to, to show me what I'm supposed to do with all of them. There's some traits about myself that I'm like, okay, God, why did you make me so bossy? <laughs> and I realized that I'm 
a good director. I'm very good at directing people. I'm very good at, you know, taking a vision and telling other people what to do to add to the vision. And so I guess over time, just paying attention to my personality, Mm -hmm. paying attention to the things that come naturally to me that other people are like how did you do that and I'm like oh it's just like this like this and they're, mm -hmm. they're like well I can't do it like yep. that. <laughs> that's a gift but it, it's not like you know the things inside of you come with a bow and you're like oh that's a gift it's like no it just it's for me it took a lot of um it took a lot of um me just okay let me reword that mm -hmm. it took a lot of me shedding the layers of what I thought I should be Ooh. shedding the layers of what I thought would be acceptable to everybody else as a career or as you know just who I am and then paying attention to the things that I'm actually good at in the things that I actually enjoy doing and then being brave enough to say, okay, I'm going to do them. Even if it doesn't make me money right away, even if it doesn't make sense right away to everybody else or myself, I'm just going to focus on these skills um, and see where they take me. And so I'm still at that point. Um, of course, you know, I got bills. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have to, you know, do, do certain things that maybe are not in my passion, but you know, I do them anyway. But I'm still, I'm still, Michaela, on a daily basis, asking God to lead and order my steps so that I can ultimately use my gifts in the way that he sees fit. And I'm just being patient in that time, being patient with him and just learning to be grateful for, you know, what I'm doing right now. Because look at, you're telling me about something from 2013 I forgot yeah. about. <laughs> and now I'm looking back like, wow, like that was me using my gifts, a gift that I wasn't even aware that I had, mm -hmm. um, but you admired. So it, it's taken me until now to really start to realize, you know, um, what God has placed in me. Yes. I'm a huge believer of the scripture that says your gifts will make room for you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, jumping around a little bit, when were you first introduced to Jesus Christ? Mm. So, um, my grandmother, she was like my first introduction, and so okay. I loved going to church with her. We went to a, like a little Baptist church in Canada, in Windsor, Ontario, to be specific, mm -hmm. My grandma was this cute little tiny white woman, <laughs> the only white lady in the entire church. And um, she would take me to church with her. And it never felt like a chore to me when I was a kid. I mm. thoroughly enjoyed it. I remember like um, on the car rides back home, like surprising her because I would ask her about the message and she would be like, you were listening? And I'm like, <laughs> when he said that. And I just remember like those moments in my life. So, you know, um, when I moved to the United States, um, my mom and my dad, they didn't attend church regularly. Um, so I stopped going to church for like a long time from like 10 years old all the way until like college. Just wow. I didn't go to church. If I did go to church, it would be um, like my aunt taking me or something like that. But I didn't co consistently go to church. But I always had a relationship with God. And I always came to him in prayer. I always believed. I remember my first boyfriend, I was telling him about God. And I was <laughs> like, how am I telling him about God? I don't even know myself that much. But it was always in me. And so it's only grown. And I think that um, you know, going into college and dating and things like that mm -hmm. got, got kind of pushed down to the bottom and I forgot about him a little bit. But then when I kind of made room for him, it was like falling in love again because it was like, oh my gosh, this is the same feeling that I had when I was a kid. It was just like an unexplainable relationship and friendship mm -hmm. of just comfort and joy that I've had since I was a kid. And so um, you know, I'm just thankful that I'm at a place now where I'm growing in my relationship with God even more, but it's been in me since I was a kid. And, you know, I pray that my kids have that same, you know, um, inherited relationship with God. 
I love it. I yeah. absolutely <laughs> love it. I was, you know, I have been following your web series since you started it just because of 2013. And so when I watched that video of your catechism, Lord Jesus, I was in tears. Like I was worshiping right along with you just because it was like, oh my goodness, what, look what the Lord, look where the Lord has brought you and look at the freedom that you've experienced. Can you take me through that moment for you? And actually, can you actually tell us what a catechism is for those who don't know what it is? Okay, so the video that you were watching, it was basically a nine-month biblical course that I took. And so um, one thing when I did start it, when I did start rekindling my relationship with God, I really wanted to know why I believe. And I think that's where a lot of controversy comes in, especially with millennials. There's a lot of people who believe in other things. Mm -hmm. And their main reason for leaving Christianity is because they believe that, you know, um, it was something that we got from our grandparents or something that we got from slavery or whatever, whatever their reason is. Um, I just wanted to know why I believed for myself. I never wanted to like ride the coattails of my grandma, my parents or whatever. I wanted to know why I believed and I wanted to figure out like the principles and everything so that I could just be knowledgeable. I didn't just want to be, you know, a blind believer. Yeah. So I took this course, um, at my amazing church that I attend, it's called Word and Action Christian Center. And so they um, do this nine month biblical course. And so you learn everything there is to know about the Bible, why we believe, what we believe, um, foundational scriptures. Um, you learn um, about like the different covenants. You learn about, um, you do water baptism, foot baptism, fire baptism. So it's, <laughs> it's a lot. But we do we did foot washing. We just did a lot of the sacraments that happen in the Bible, mm -hmm. so that when you do read about them, you really understand. Like if you hear stuff like foot washing, you're like, "Ugh, who want to wash somebody's foot?" Like that's what I thought. Like, Ugh. but but <laughs> no, Jesus did it. He did but it to Jesus the disciples. Yeah. You don't know what that feels like until you do it yourself. So when we did the foot washing, I was like, oh, man, somebody got to wash my feet. This is weird. But when I did it, when I tell you, it was so much love and there was so much um, unity in doing it. Because when you're washing somebody's feet, it's just like you're literally like clothing them in love. And you're, you know, if you have any awe or any, you know, issue with somebody during the foot washing they pushed us to choose someone that we may have had you know some past with or someone you didn't really care for and when you did that it was like you guys kind of connected in a new way and it was a new type of appreciation that this is God's child just as much as I am mm -hmm. so anyway that's what catechism is it's a nine-month biblical course and um it really teaches you the foundation of Christianity and it allows you to be not an expert, but it allows you to be versed in, in why you believe what you believe in. And um, what was your second question about it? What it is and what was the second one? Take me through your emotions in that moment. Okay. So the moment that you're talking about is um, the video that I put up. And so it was my catechism graduation. And so that was catechism one, the first class. Okay. And in the first class, um, I was really at a place where I didn't want anyone or anything but God. I was at a place where I tried education. I didn't find fulfillment in that. I tried relationships. I didn't find fulfillment in that. I tried to be the prettiest, the smartest, um, the best, and I still didn't find fulfillment in that. And so when I did really started to listen to the voice of God I did not want to let it go and I took it very seriously and so in that video you just see my complete surrender because mm -hmm. you know when I came to God for one one thing about me I'm not fake if I don't like you I don't like you if I like <laughs> you I absolutely love you Tell us that. so that's the same thing with God so mm -hmm. it was like you know I'm never going to be fake I'm going to give you all or nothing. And so I just wanted to give my complete surrender in that moment and let him know that I want whatever you have for me. I tried it my way. Like mm. I'm done with that and I'm ready 
to completely submit myself to what you have for me, whatever it takes, no matter how hard it is, like I'm serious about this. And so that's what you've seen in that video. And it was just a freeing, liberating experience because a lot of people think that when you submit yourself to God or you get close to God, you're giving up so much, but they don't understand that the things that you give up are the things that were holding and weighting you mm -hmm. down. When you let go and you let God into your life, you get a, a newfound freedom and liberation because it's like no more do you have to carry weights that were never meant for you and no more do you have to live a life that was never meant for you and so once you start learning about like the life that God has for you the abundant life you know prosperity all those things it's like who wouldn't want this but it's just yes. because we're not educated we're not taught and we don't seek after god enough to really know him and know what he has to offer to us we think that we're being tricked out of you know our comforts not knowing that our comforts are what's holding us back from living the purposeful life that so many people talk about or the best life that best life that we're all searching for so you know that that moment really marks like a turning point in my life because i was there in that moment by myself i didn't have parents with me i didn't have family with me i was in that moment by myself and it was me and god and that moment of solitude and wilderness um it really made me strong in who i am and so now i'm able to you know at the end of the day, mm -hmm. I'm able to be myself and be bold in myself because I took that time, you know, and I'm really proud of it. Yes, and I'm really proud of you. And you are preaching. Like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Lord, you are preaching because so many people, like, especially how you mentioned, like, millennials not understanding the power and having a relationship with God and the things that hold us back from having that relationship because we think we're supposed to be somebody or we're supposed to be something that somebody told us we're supposed to be girl yes <laughs> like you're just dropping gold nuggets like everywhere I'm just like yes yes I, like someone who can who can vocalize the things that I have gone through or that I know people in my life who are currently going through like yes thank you thank you no, thank you. Like, <laughs> yes. So you went through Catechism 1. Tell me about Part 2. Okay. So 2 is different. Um, 2 was basically um, you, you figure out what you believe and why. And then 2 is more so you're starting to learn about the gifts, the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts that God gives us all. And you start to learn. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, we start to learn more about um like what God has placed in us and you start to learn more about like the fivefold ministry, the body of Christ, it starts to get a little deeper. Mm -hmm. And so um in that uh that time I started to learn more about like, you know, what a prophet is, what an apostle is, what a pastor is, what a teacher is, what an evangelist is. I started to, you know, figure out what these different gifts giftings and abilities are and try to figure out where I fit not necessarily that I left out knowing what I what my gifts are because I think that God reveals that in the right time um but I did leave out understanding like you know sometimes you'll go to a church you're like oh why she fall on the floor oh why they screaming or oh what's going on like mm -hmm. it can seem a little bit too much and you may not know what's going on but this get gives you the um the intel and understanding of why do we lay hands why do we you know speak in tongues why do we um prophesy so it helped me to learn kind of like i don't know like the high school level of um of ministry and um i really wasn't doing it expecting to be a minister because um that wasn't really my plan. I just wanted to be more knowledgeable. And one of the crazy thing, crazy things about catechism is, so in my catechism two um, graduation, mm -hmm. my husband, my now husband, Ooh, um, actually proposed We don't get there. <laughs> graduation. So that was just awesome to me. And it was like the best proposal ever because like, I don't know, I was never a girl to really focus too much on marriage. I didn't like, I didn't, I cared, but I would just, I seemed so far away that I, my mind wasn't on it. Mm -hmm. But when I did get proposed to, I never really thought like, you know, when I get proposed to, I would want it to be like this. But if I could have made a perfect proposal, that would have been it because it was just like, 
it was perfect for me. Like it when was. When I tell you your proposal, <laughs> your proposal, like I can't even like my heart, my my entire spiritual being was praising the Lord because I saw that video and I saw you go through your catechism graduation and I saw that man when you turned around you were already <laughs> in worship like you were you were already surrendering to God but when you turned around and that man was on his knees I Jesus like it was I I I literally had tears like there were there were that there was there's no other proposal that can outweigh that. Like that was the most beautiful thing I have seen. And I was so happy for you to see that and to see you come so far in your walk with Christ and to be gifted with a husband at the end of that, girl. I know, I know. Like I couldn't have wrote it better myself. So that's why I was saying like that whole, you think you're giving up something, mm -hmm. but in your surrender, you get so much more. Not only did I just get a proposal, but I had a fiance who took the class. I had a fiance, and my, me and my fiance, we went to Michigan State together, my husband now, and we, um, we weren't holy. <laughs> so to see us both change, and then to see how God blessed us in front of everybody and used us as examples, it was everything that I could have asked for and more. And it just shows you how once you give your life to God, like how much he'll orchestrate it and make it 10 times better than or a thousand times better than you ever imagined. Yes. Now I will jump into Justin a little more. Okay. Um, but before we take a commercial break, I kind of want to just stay on this gifting track that we're in because you ran for Miss Canada Universe 2016. Mm -hmm. And in an interview with them, you mentioned that the best gift you've ever received is the wisdom and knowledge that if you put your faith first, then you can accomplish anything and anything is possible and will come to pass. Is this still the greatest gift you've ever received? Of course. Um, <laughs> so the, uh, the pageant was called Miss Universe Canada. Just, you know, just so. Okay. But, um, Yes, that's still a principle that I live by, and it definitely is the greatest gift because I think, okay, you ever heard that scripture and all you're getting, get an understanding? Mm -hmm. So basically, that's been something that's been in front of me even like this year is like, okay, and all of my getting money and all of my getting love and all of my getting things and all of me even just going to church, clapping my hands, worshiping, all of that is vanity if I don't have an understanding and a true you know, um, a true understanding of why I'm doing it and who I'm doing it for. And so that wisdom is so important. And so it's still, it's still true to this day for me. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? No worries. It doesn't have to stop here. With more podcast interviews, blogs, and magazine, we want to invite you into our community of sisterhood. We are daughters of a king, which makes all of us sisters in Christ. As sisters, it's our responsibility to encourage and inspire one another. Because at the end of the day, as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. Check us out online, ironwifey.com. That's I-R-O-N-W-I-F-E-Y dot C-O-M. We are back. So Shaughnessy, we've talked about your catechism one and two, um, how the Lord really started to, to shape um, your relationship with him in college. Um, we talked a little bit about the short film that you produced. And so I just kind of want to shift gears a little bit and hop into business. What does it mean to you to be about your father's business? For me, being about my father's business is using every extension of myself to point back to him. Mm. And so I mean, we run a business, I have my YouTube channel, I have my personal witness and my everyday life. And in all of those things, I really try to be the best version of myself and really try to check in with God at every step that I take. I miss it sometimes, I don't always get it right, but I always try to get back to it so that my light can shine and so that other 
people can know that everything that I have, everything that I am, it comes from him. And so I'm always trying to point people back. So Amen. that's, you know, about my father's business. That's amazing. And I, I love how the main goal is to point people back because that's, that's ultimately our mission. That's the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree with you on that one. Now, when it comes to the father's business, I love to believe that it starts first in the heart, then in the home, then in helping others. Now, I know you have many businesses, but starting in the heart, what is your, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say what is your like prayer life look like, but what is it that you're doing personally to make sure you're carrying out the father's business for yourself? I guess for me, the biggest thing is I don't ever want to be a hypocritical Christian and I don't ever want to be a fruitless Christian. So I try my best to always be conscious of me. And I do that from like just looking, even this coming into this new year, looking at how far I've come in these 10 years, where I've missed it you know, what did I do? You know, where did I fall short? Not to beat myself up, but to be very intentional about my steps and my movements. And so even this year, one of the main things that like I realized was I need to produce more fruit so that people can see. I think one of the major things that um, a lot of Christians are lacking You know, we have like our aunties and our grandmothers and, you know, different people and we might look at them and they're, they're blessed. They can pray, they can, you know, they can calm you down in a, in a crazy storm, but they don't have a lot of prosperity in their lives. Mm. They don't have a lot of provision in their lives. And that's not, that's not God's fault that's their faith stopping at just prayer. And so for me, one of my main things that I want to do is to produce and go out and not just believe that God loves me, not just believe that, you know, God has me, but also to believe that he has rewards for me because the Bible says that, you know, um, there's rewards that he has for us here on earth, not just for us to be, you know, in heaven and be rewarded, but here on earth. And I think that's one of the main, um, the main things that are in my heart and in my prayer life is, you know, Lord, help me with my unbelief. Help me with areas where I don't fully, fully see the word being applied to me. Like, you know, cause sometimes mm-hmm. you can blessings, you can believe anyone else will be healed or whatever. You can believe the most for other people. But when it comes to God doing that specific scary dream for you, you're like, well, maybe it's not for me, or maybe I need to just serve in the church a little bit more, or maybe I need to read a few more books, or there's always a, um, like a, a stop in the road. And so I guess for me lately in my prayer life and in my heart, it's been Lord, not your will, but not my will, but your will, you know, push me back to them scary places, push me into those scary um, points of my life so that I can be brave because everybody in the Bible that was worth talking about did something that was super scary. Yes. So I feel like that's a part of faith too. If you're not, if you're not being challenged in your faith, then you're really not faith walking. And so that's what I try Ooh. to do with my heart. It's like, God, please, please, please help me with this unbelief and help me to walk this thing out. Everything that you have in this word for me, especially Deuteronomy 28, I want all of the good things that you have for me. And so that's what's in my heart because then when you have the good, right, you're, you're receiving the good, you're producing the good. That's what people are going to do. They're going to come up to you and say, what must I do to be like you? What must I do to be saved? And then that's how you win souls because got to be wise in it. People don't want to be friends with, let's just be real. People don't want to yeah. be friends with bums. People don't want to be friends with people who have are goalless. People don't want to, people don't want to go to your church because it's people rolling around on the floor. They want to go to your church because they want to be changed and they want something everybody wants something from god whether they admit it or not and so if you have um evidence of your faith in the form of cars or homes or just even a blessed marriage or you know happy children or you know just a non-profit whatever the manifestation of it is you have something physically to show people that god exists and that god is supporting you and god has done it for you and so that's where my heart is right now um 
Amen. Oh, there's so many. Oh, there's so many huge points in that. Um, oh my goodness. Like number one, just the, the fact that you're speaking on allowing not necessarily materialistic things, but allowing the word to become flesh mm -hmm. to point people back to Jesus because Jesus was the word becoming flesh and him coming into the world was an excellent example of how we should be imitators of Christ. And so just like using that, but then also just stepping into the fear, my goodness, so many people in the Bible were terrified and like I feel like you are so right it's the level of our faith that determines the outcome of what we produce the fruit that we produce and like I'm not even gonna lie to you like jumping back into Iron Wifey after a year of a break I is I was terrified like <laughs> terrified like I'm low I low-key was sweating when I'm like sending out these emails and I'm just like <laughs> Shaughnessy, um, would you be interested? Um, so like, I am just wondering for you, what is one of those, those, those fears? I'm not going to say fears, but what is one of those things that you may be, you know, a little hesitant about that, you know, God is pushing you into, but you know, the outcome of that is going to be so much greater than anything you can expect. I think you and I are similar. Um, you know, with my YouTube channel, sometimes I'm like, Lord, I'm almost 30 and I'm still talking about YouTube. Like, Lord, that's young. <laughs> I got other, it's young, but then it's like not like, you know, I'm like, I got it's It's got to be something more. But like, literally, mm -hmm. it's always on my heart to really be consistent in it. I don't know what's at the end of it. And I think that it's scary to me because it's literally all me. I have nobody else to lean on. If it fails, it's on me. If it succeeds, it's on me. And then it causes the uncomfortable spots in me to have to rise to the occasion. Like for me, I'm not always the most organized or the most um, consistent person. Like I'm really like, I have a great idea. I got put on my heart. Ask me three days later, I might be on something else. Yep. <laughs> so like for me, when with this channel and starting it up again I'm also starting my channel up again with new content in this new year is that it's like Lord let me get past these first this first quarter because I can do the first quarter but carry me all the way through the end because you yes. know me you know me you know how I am and you know that you know I'll see a butterfly and start following that like help me <laughs> stay consistent in it and so and, and I think another thing is what's fearful, what, the fear that comes into it is, you know, it's like, who will I become? Like, yeah. if I yes. what will it, what, the, if I do one thing and I know that God's going to bless me in it, what will I have to give up in yes. my comfortable life to do it? Yes. And so for me, that is one of the things that I am overcoming and trying to get over and I had just I literally you caught me at a good time because I just came out of a fast a seven-day fast okay. and um you know a lot of it was about believing and believing in the word of God and a lot of it was like those scriptures you know Hebrews 11 8 Hebrews 11 1 like Matthew uh, Mark 9 and 3 like you know all things are possible for them who believe but without faith it's impossible to please God and all these things is like oh I gotta believe and not only do I have to believe that God is but I have to believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him I diligently yes. I do what I'm supposed to do so why am I not ready to receive my reward and so I'm in the same boat as you girl I'm really just trying to get that that not even that motivation but that faith and it's funny let me just share this story with you mm -hmm. so it's seven day fast right yep on Wednesday of the fast so we started on a Sunday and so by Wednesday I had this moment where I was so pissy <laughs> like <laughs> We didn't eat until like nine o'clock, right? So only water until nine o'clock. And, you know, you start good. Your first few days, you're like, yes, Lord, you're so deep. The third day, the that Wednesday, I was yelling at Justin. I'm like, let me just get some juice. Because I, I was just like, everything in me was just like so uncomfortable. And, I, and there was this time where I was praying by myself. And I just know God was probably laughing at me. And I was just, 
I was just being such a brat. I'm like, God, I've been asking for this for this long and you haven't done it for me. And, you know, I'm just saying all of these things. And I was really meaning it. Like I was upset and, you know, I was upset. I didn't leave the prayer feeling motivated. I was irritated. So I went to church and, you know, I just, just stuck it out. But then on Thursday, it was like a complete 180 where it, I got it. Like I got it. I finally understood what God was trying to say to me about, you know, believing. Mm -hmm. But I realized that on Wednesday, that was the old me just fighting to stay there. Like it was crying like, no, like you didn't do it now. Like how, it was just all of my insecurities, all of my doubts, all of my fears, all of my worries were speaking out of me. And I was just in that place where I was afraid and complacent, but you know, not motivated enough to change it. And so it was just funny to me that on a Wednesday, I was literally like a brat. And then on Thursday, everything changed. And so, you know, that meant a lot to me because um, it just shows how if you just connect with that word and keep going and be consistent, it'll happen for you. And so that's what I'm going to take yeah. in to this new year and in fighting that fear is that, okay, you might cry, you might kick, you might scream, but if you keep to it, then eventually, you know, you'll get, grab hold of what God's trying to say to you and the promise um, that he has. So I hope that wasn't too long of a story. No, amen. <laughs> no, amen, for sure. And I am so happy for the revelation that you had through the fast, because girl, I know the flesh <laughs> likes to speak sometimes. Oh, all the time. It likes yes. to speak, yes. Because I know it's so crazy because last night, <laughs> like I work overnight and last night, I, everything in me wanted to walk <laughs> out of that building. Like everything in me. I was sitting at, I work in a hotel and I was sitting at the front desk crying because I'm just like, why? Why do you have me here? Why are these people so evil? Why does this keep happening? Like, what are you doing? Like, what, what's wrong with you? Like, why is this happening to me? Like, why is this happening? And everything in me was just like, just leave, just walk out. <laughs> and it's so funny because I went to lunch and I was just so irritated. And I know it's also because that time of the month is coming. And I promise you, the devil uses that time of the month <laughs> to mess with me the most. <laughs> But I know it's coming just because I'm so emotional. And I went to lunch and my husband called me and he just poured out grace and mercy and appreciation for the wife that I am and everything that I'm doing in our household. And just like, and I work overnight. So this is just like four o'clock in the morning. He's calling me. He's just like, this is just something on my heart. I just want to let you know, I love you. I really Aww. appreciate you. I wouldn't be anywhere like this without you. Like I really... I'm thankful that God has blessed you. And I was just like crying. I'm just like, I needed to hear this because I was about to leave. <laughs> so, yes. And I'm so glad that it was, you know, the, the fast that kind of brought you to a, a revelation um, mm -hmm. similar to that. So, like, how do you build your faith? Like, what, what do you do to build your faith? For one my faith is built by watching my leaders. I have some amazing leaders, Apostle Clarence Langston and Pastor Robin Langston. They are over Word and Action Christian Center International. And I remember before I even knew about like leaders and prophets and all, all those things, I just knew that I needed an example. And as God was grabbing my attention um, and trying to get me closer to him, you know, one of my replies was, okay, you want me to do this, but I have never seen anybody in around me that has successfully done all the things that you want them to do. Yeah. You know, I've seen people go to church, but I've seen them have nasty attitudes, yeah. or, you know, you know, go to church. And then when they go home, they're completely different people. I'm not fake. I don't want to do that. So you asked me to do something, show me somebody that I can follow that can do it. I really didn't believe that they existed, to be honest. And so God really showed me. And I was going through a series of going to different churches and trying different churches out. And eventually I was led to the ministry that I'm at now. And I've been there for six years. But through 
through following them. I didn't know who they were at first. I just knew that God was there and I just continuously watched them. I continuously looked at them. And, you know, um, when I was there, they had just purchased a new building. It's a huge Catholic school. It has 5.4 acres of land and it has a big school. So it used to be um, a, a school and then it has a chapel as well with it. And so it had holes in the wall. It was dead dogs in there. It was literally abandoned for a couple of years. So nobody had even went in there. And so, you know, hearing his testimony about how God called him to this place after he had already had a beautiful church that he built from the ground up. God said, I have more for you. So he, he was obedient. He bought this disgusting building and all of the work that went into it. And he doesn't have a big ministry, especially at that time. And so as he started working and showing the people it, they left. It was a lot of people that left. And I remember coming during the time that everybody was leaving. It was like, you know how you walk in late to like a movie or something and it's over and everybody's walking out. That's how it felt walking into the ministry. You seen people leaving and, you know, but I was so focused on getting what I needed to get. I wasn't really focused on them, but I see how he built everything from the ground up. I seen how he didn't have the money. He never asked his um, congregation for money you know some people have and there's nothing wrong with it but some people have a thermometer of where their goal is and are asking the people to provide but he's never he doesn't ask that so I was just amazed at how this man was affording all of this because this is a multi-million dollar project and so that's just one of the many examples of faith that I've seen come from these people and then I seen, you know, um, his wife and she, you know, she's not a first lady. She's a pastor. She's a prophetess. Like she has power. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a weak woman. Everything in me is very, you know, strong. And so seeing her be strong, but be submissive, seeing her, you know, move and shake the way she, she was an attorney, went to Spelman before all of this ministry stuff. She didn't grow up in it. She practiced law. She wow did it like she left all that behind for ministry and so seeing every seeing those people's faith in action inspired my faith so anytime that I'm weak or anytime that I think I can't do it I look at them and say what I'm doing is nothing is kindergarten compared to where they're at so that's one um, way that I build my faith another reason another way that I build my faith too is you know, I just look at the vision that God has put in me. Like, mm. you know, not everybody has a prophet. Not everyone has people to minister the word of the Lord into them. Mm. But I believe that God places vision inside of you and you know it because it's like a measure in you. That's like, all right, what I'm doing, there has to be more. Yeah. And so I follow that measure too. Like I've had prophetic words that told me who I will be, where I will be or whatever. Yeah. Some of them are too big for me sometimes to even think about. I'm like, ah, I'll get to that later. Yeah. But I think about the measure of what's in me and I'm like, it's got to be more. And so because I know that there's more for me and I know that God has something for me, I just continue to stick to that promise and, and, and stick to that. And I don't always get it right. There's definitely times that if, even in my Christian faith that I have been depressed. Like a little bit after I got married, I was depressed for like three months. I didn't know I was depressed. I didn't know. I, I had everything at my hands, but I didn't know what was going on. It was an attack of the enemy on my life. And I was literally not getting out the bed till three or four, then going to bed at five. And so I went through those types of seasons too, but I had to pull myself up. And I did that by continuously going to church. I didn't always read my Bible. I don't always read my Bible. I don't always pray, but it's the consistency of me at least I'm going to go to church. At least I'm going to sit under this word. At least I'm going to do what I said I would do. Keeping my vows to God has helped me, you know, um, build my faith. And then being around people who, when I'm weak, are strong. Like I have really good friends that don't maybe go to church with me, but they believe. And, you know, I'm able to rest on them for a second, or I'm able to rest on my husband. And, you know, I have people around me that hold me up. And so, all of those are like huge factors in me building my faith. Amen. That's awesome. So we talked a little bit about uh, you being about your father's business in your heart. 
I want to shift over to your home. How do you carry out the father's business in your home, whether that be, you know, through your marriage or, you know, through your actual physical home and, you know, keeping your body right, keeping your actual house right? Like, how do you take care of the father's business in your home? So in my home, it kind of, it all goes together, but you know, I try, like I said, I try, I try my best not to be fake with God or anybody. I'm not a fake person. So I really like to be a doer of the word. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I get instructions, you know, when I go to church about is this scripture and this is what it says and this is what the message is about, I apply everything to my house. Mm-hmm. And so in my home, like, you know, it's not the cleanest, it's not the <laughs> most organized. That's all right. <laughs> functional mm-hmm. and so um you know I just try to make sure that everything is done in love like the responses are in love like mm-hmm. the goals are rooted in love like that I'm on the same page with my husband like I, we try you know it, we're busy when we go to bed it's usually two laptops in the bed with us so we don't always because we're running a business so we don't always do it right but when we eat we try to sit at the table and eat and talk with no distractions many a times we have got into little stats because one of us was distracted but we always try to focus on giving each other our time we try to focus on going on dates like we try to keep our goals in front of us if one of us is lacking in the goal department then the other one's trying to remind the other of what we what we said we would do like you know even us now like we're in an apartment now and we've been here and i'm like it's time to go like we've outgrown this like god said it's a house we need to go get it so just constantly reminding us reminding each other of the measure that god has for us and you know what he wants us to do that's how i try to keep the love in our home and then like the things that are just human like if i mess up or whatever i really tried to be apologetic and really try to see you know things from his side i try not to be angry or hold grudges or bring up past and old things Mm -hmm. and i really i feel like when you work on yourself like it's so much easier to have love and grace for other people like when you realize like i'm messed up and i don't have it all together and then when you realize too like you know you're talking to god like you realize like okay nothing is that deep everything is fixable everything has a solution to it like what what can we do to 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 be better and so i guess that's just the ultimate way of how we keep the father in our home is just really by keeping him in the home and really i don't know just walking out that word like that's really important amen i love that now you did mention that you and your husband justin have a business tell me a little bit about y'all's business so we have a we have yeah we have business so it's called increased branding and design and it's a it's a full service digital uh, marketing agency and so the basis of the business is that we design anything from a button to a billboard and so a lot of the work comes from working with like smaller businesses even though now we have been getting into larger clients um, in the last year and a half but what we do is basically provide a full identity for um, you know, our customers. So they might come with a vision and an idea, but they don't have a way to present it. We're all about the mm-hmm. packaging, all about the um, the messaging behind your your business and your brand, because a lot of people have ideas, but not a lot of people have like a, a good presentation. You know, yeah. we make a joke, like nobody wants to tell somebody that their baby is ugly, but a lot of people... <laughs> A lot of people come to us with, you know, like logos and, you know, um, websites that are horrendous mm-hmm. and you know, they want us to put our touch on it. And so we, pr- we pride ourselves on, you know, bringing that, um, making you look like you've been doing something for, you know, a century and you might just been, you know, starting. So just bringing that visual and substance to uh, people's businesses. I love it. What's it like working with your husband? It's interesting. Okay. <laughs> Me and my husband are with each other like a lot. All the time. So, yeah, we wake up and we're working together and then we do ministry and we are there together and you know, we're always together. And so it is 
fun and it is sometimes strenuous. Like I remember when we first got married, we kept asking our pastors, like, how do you guys put the line between business and then like, okay, we're not doing business anymore. Now we're married. And then you know, me having to be submissive in everything, like you're my boss too and my husband, like, come on, can mm-hmm. I get a So, you know, having to deal with those elements, it's cool though, because it's so much freedom in it. Like, you know, making our own schedules, deciding what we want to do. Um, I don't know, but I feel like it's just like a really good foundation for our marriage as well. And I just think that God has been giving us such a grace to be able to do it without being petty or arguing. Yeah. Like it's just been really like surprisingly like smooth and, and it's good. That's beautiful. What's a lesson you've learned in business that may have helped your marriage? Or even vice versa, what's a lesson you've learned in being married that has helped your business? I guess like it's a lot of conflict resolution in business. So mm-hmm. when you have a customer that has a certain expectation of you, like you can never really truly gauge what somebody's expectations. You can have as many conversations as you want about it. You can write it out on paper. But at the end of the day, if there's a discrepancy there, the way that it's handled is like very delicate and important. I guess that goes both in business and marriage. Like we've had clients that, you know, may have had a certain expectation. Mm-hmm. They may not have had their budget didn't meet their expectation. They're asking for a whole lot for a whole little. Or we have people who, you know, just don't know how to articulate their vision and they're expecting us to continuously give them different variations of what they want. So I don't know, I guess creating those boundaries and then having that conflict resolution. I I think learning that in business has helped in our marriage and having it in our marriage has helped in our business as well. Amen. So I kind of want to shift gears a little bit as we kind of enter into the last couple of questions that I have. Um, But you have increased branding and design. You have your YouTube channel. What else is going on in Shaughnessy's life? Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I'm kind of like nervous to even talk about it because I really want it to be completed. But so I um, started a documentary two years ago right before I got married and it was about um suicide and so I came across two people who um one a mother who lost her child and a um a son who lost her his mother and so um I've been working on this documentary for quite a while and Mm. you know one of my goals is to see it completed um by this year I have brought in other people to help me um finish it because it it's just been like one of those labors of love that you've been, you know, slowly working on. And so I just really want to provide that um, complete product to not only the people that gave me their story, but also to other people, because I mean, I feel like I'm constantly like throughout the year getting reports about people committing suicide. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's such a sad thing to see and it's just it's sad to me because people are literally getting their purpose snatched from them and they're being convinced that there's nothing in this world worth living for you know that you have to completely like tap out and you know I just really can relate to those stories so um it's important for me to finish that so that's one thing that I'm working on and and, like one of my goals this year is to push myself out more, to speak more, to, you know, um, just collaborate more with like-minded individuals. I have been introverted for the past <laughs> three to four years. I used to be an extrovert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I have been really introverted um, as of lately. And so now I'm just ready to kind of push myself and develop more, um, relationships and begin speaking because I don't know I think I can speak a little bit like I feel like I have a little something you know to say and um I would love the opportunity to do that more and um, I want to start writing more as well blogging more but I'm excited for this YouTube channel the most because it's just all of the things that I love video Mm -hmm. um 
ministry um, motivation. And I just really love to see um, people's life change. I actually, before I got on the phone with you, it's a girl, she went to MSU too. And I just happened to run into her, invite her to my church. And she is really progressed in, in such an amazing way. But she texted me today, like, thank you. You changed my life. Um, and I just really pray that you continue to change other people's lives. And I'm like, girl, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at um, for this year. I'm trying really hard not to make colossal goals um, for just one year. And I'm just trying to pace myself. My husband laughed at me because I was like, this year, my goal is to finish reading one book. Because I'll read like 10 pages and be on to like another book and another book. And I'll be like, I never finished these books. So that's that's another project of mine is to finish one book this year. Yes. I love it. It's crazy you say that because I told myself I'm going to read more. And for Christmas, I asked for books. So my husband got me all these books for Christmas. Um, and it's so funny because I actually finished my first book this year. And I only did it because I had to do an interview. <laughs> So it was like, okay, I'm about to interview this author. She sent me her book. I got to read the book. So now I, I have no choice. But now I'm like, okay, carrying a book with me at all times and any free time I have, I'm like, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's read this. That's a great goal. Yes. Now, I love it. What is the future of increased branding and design? What are you guys looking to do this year? Um, for our company this year, we're looking to just expand more into clients that really align with our vision for mm -hmm. our company so um, we want to scale up this year and open ourselves up to like you know bigger opportunities and bigger projects and then I know my husband himself he's going to be launching a new course um, and he wants to help other entrepreneurs and, and different businesses to really hone in on their brand identity so I'm excited to see him launch this series it's going to be a video course and i know it's going to really help a lot of people because he when i tell you he is a marketing business like guru i hate the word guru but i'm gonna use it mm -hmm. and so he really knows what he's talking about and i've watched him like over the last uh maybe four years really put his heart into what he's going to produce for people and so i know that when he does this it's going to be awesome and he um also wrote he wrote a book. Um, it's called Stop Looking Stupid. It is a free downloadable book. You can get it off his website, justinjdunn.com. Wow. And it's a lot of um, cool, free information that, you know, newly starting entrepreneurs can get to learn how to stop looking stupid online, how to really present themselves in a strong um, way online and um, digital so you know check that out I'm excited for him you know I'm excited for him to get this out of him because I know that it's going to be like the catalyst of a lot of big things for the company amen come through hubby yes <laughs> so stop looking stupid at justinjdunn.com Perfect. I'm going to have a link in the bio for anyone interested in downloading that free book to make sure you stop looking stupid online because it's 2020. So you need to have clarity and stop looking <laughs> stupid. Right. Um, and Shaughnessy, I just, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your obedience. You know, like if it, honestly, if it hadn't been for you and being at home TV in college, like I probably would have pursued journalism, but I wouldn't have had a great example like as you like you came into my life at the the perfect time and God showed me what I can do through using you and so like I just want to thank you for your obedience even back then when you wasn't like all in like he was still using you <laughs> <laughs> but um it's just it's been a pleasure to truly watch you grow into the woman that you've become and to follow your journey through you know college years so like you know today it's been at least Gosh, we graduated. I graduated in fourteen, and you are older than me. So like, it's we mm -hmm. going into like seven, eight years now, which is crazy. Um, but I just want to, I want to thank you for your obedience and allowing the Lord to lead you in everything you do. And I want to thank you for always believing in me, and you know, it's such a a great reminder of who I am. You know, when people like pour into you and remind you of what you've done for them like it just 
proves to me like the purpose that's in me. So thank you. That really means a lot. Well, it is my pleasure. Now, Shana, see, I like to end every interview with the same question. Iron wifey is derived from Proverbs 27, 17, which states that as iron sharpens iron, one friend sharpens another. Our motto is as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. How are you sharpening the women in your life? I'm sharpening other women in my life by trying to be a living example of what God has asked for me to be. You know, a lot of the things that I have said yes to and I'm trying to do are not easy. They're really difficult, you know, choosing to first choose God and surrender, then choosing to be celibate and wait four years um, until marriage, then being in a marriage and, you know, not just wanting to settle for just being married, but having a a fruitful and a rich uh, relationship with God and the head of it. None of this stuff is easy. And then knowing that there's ministry and purpose in me, but also knowing that I'm called to be, you know, that Proverbs 31 woman in the marketplace and doing all these things. Sometimes it can be extremely overwhelming, but it is literally the fact that I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing it for those, you know, those women that I've not even met yet, or maybe I will never meet, but I'm doing it for those people. Um, that God has called me to, to have an example to look to. And even you just saying that I was able to be an example to you, it just shows me that that that's my purpose. And so I believe that I'm sharpening others by one, continuing to sharpen myself and two, um, displaying my triumphs and my successes, but also some of my shortcomings in my YouTube channel and, you know, in my day-to-day conversations to let people know that, you know, the journey is difficult, but we win in everything. And I just want other women to win. And if it, it's me giving them a motivational word, if it's me showing them my story, then so be it. But I just am really um, a firm believer in sacrificing myself and showing my myself and my whole story so that other people can be inspired and win as well. Amen. Well, Shonda C., where can people find you? So you all can find me. I want to direct you guys to my YouTube channel. So you can go to Shonda C., so just Shonda C., S-H-A-N-A-C-E-E. And then also follow me on Instagram, um, underscore Shonda C., S-H-A-N-A-C-E-E. If you want to know more about our business, you can go to increase.branding. Um, and I'm sure Michaela will put the links in, you know, you already know as well, but, um, follow oh, and follow me on Twitter. I'm trying to get my Twitter together, you know, okay. get my Twitter back up as well. And so it's the same as Shaughnessy. So follow me on all those platforms. I'm one of those people that really like to connect and I really will talk back to you. So, um, oh, and one of my major goals, let me put this out there. Mm-hmm. My major goals for this year is to have 10,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Okay. So, if you all want to support me in that, make sure you go to my YouTube channel, Shaughnessy, and subscribe to my channel um, for more content like this. I love it. Now, y'all know my hubby has a YouTube channel, and it's all about <laughs> subscribes, likes, comments. So make sure you head over to Shaughnessy's YouTube channel, hit that subscribe, hit the thumbs up, actually turn on the bell so you can get the first notification. <laughs> Um, because we're, we're here to help women win. We're here to help each other win. And so, um, Shaughnessy, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Now I told you guys that she was amazing. And as we sharpen each other in Christ, make sure that you go online and subscribe to her YouTube channel because she is reaching, uh, to hit that goal of 10,000 by the end of the year. So let's help each other win. You know, that's what we're here for. Um, but truly, truly, truly a pleasure and an honor to be able to interview Shaughnessy um, and to share her story with you guys. Uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, she has truly had an impact on my life. And so I pray that, you know, her story impacts you in a way that gets you up and going and, and ready to boldly step into your spiritual gifts and to walk in your calling with Christ. That is it, loves. I will catch you guys on the next episode.